Part of your challenge is to decide what breaks the barrier from your excellence zone to your genius zone. And then to craft your time so that you're firmly in your genius zone as much as you possibly can be. And this is a worthy challenge if you want to live a life that is joyful, abundant, and high in impact. Hello, hello. Welcome to Soloist Women, where we're all about turning your expertise into wealth and impact. I'm Rochelle Moulton, and today it's just you and me on a special bonus episode, because on the eve of a brand spanking new year, I want to ask you an important question. How would your work and your life be different if you stopped working on things that drain you and directed that energy to your genius zone, to things that energize and inspire you? Now, this question is actually pivotal to not only how much you enjoy your life, but how much you can earn in your business. And my goal for you, for all of us, is to spend as much time in your genius zone as humanly possible. Doing those things only you can do so you have the greatest impact where you most want to direct it. So let me set the stage a bit in case you haven't heard me talk about your genius zone before. The author Gay Hendricks coined the term zone of genius in his book, The Big Leap, which I highly recommend, by the way. And I love how thoughtfully he positioned the four zones of our activities in the world. There is the zone of incompetence. And think of that as all the things you really suck at and you probably actively dislike doing. Like for me, it would be fixing stuff. Like some people can look at a broken anything, a kid's toy, a computer part, a plumbing doohickey, and magically know which end goes where. I can't do it, and I've given up trying. I uh, have made reservations for the wrong day more than once, sent packages to two addresses ago, accidentally blown up my bookkeeper's spreadsheets. Administrative tasks, I suck at them. I suck at being a corporate cheerleader or really a cheerleader of anything I don't believe in. I suck at pretending to think the latest corporate rah-rah speech is brilliance personified, probably why I'm a soloist. Give me bold truth and I can work with it. I'm not waving my pom-poms for anything I don't believe in. Sitting still, I suck at that. Don't make me sit through eight hours of talking head workshops or two-hour speeches. I suck at sitting motionless in a room without windows. Let me move around and see a little daylight or I'm worthless. I suck at midnight anything. Literally, no part of a night owl resides in my body. I suck at doing anything after the clock strikes 12. And if we're really honest, it's probably earlier than 12. There's more, trust me. I suck at drawing, algebra, football, video games, pretty much anything requiring hand-eye coordination. Now, the reason I'm sharing my zone of incompetence with you is I want to encourage you to cop to your suck-ats. I guarantee that you've got a long list too. Don't be shy. Just claim your list of I never need to do this again. Then we have the zone of competence. And these are things that you do just fine, but lots of people can do them. In fact, better than you. 
Like bookkeeping is usually not an entrepreneur's strength, or doing taxes or coding your website. Those are better left to pros who find joy and meaning in them. Now, the trickiest zone, I think, is the zone of excellence. And it's tricky because these are things that you're quite good at. In fact, you probably have regularly gotten compliments and accolades on your work at these things. And if you've ever been in a corporate environment with a boss who values your zone of excellence, it can be a velvet-lined trap that keeps you from expanding beyond excellence to your true genius. And longtime clients can fall into this category too. They've decided that they truly appreciate your excellence at something and they have no desire for you to change. Finally, we have the zone of genius, your genius zone. And these are the activities that no one else can do exactly the way that you can. And you find joy and magic in them. You lose track of time when you're head down deep into them, and you may feel a call to do more and more activity inside your genius zone once you've gotten a taste for how lovely it is there. And it is lovely. So here's the thing. Your genius zone is unique to you. So part of your challenge is to decide what breaks the barrier from your excellence zone to your genius zone. And then to craft your time so that you're firmly in your genius zone as much as you possibly can be. And this is a worthy challenge if you want to live a life that is joyful, abundant, and high in impact. And here's why. When you live in your genius zone, you automatically dial up your joy factor and the impact you make in the world with your special thing but you will also be much more likely to increase your revenue. Because when you're deep in your genius zone, doing the work that only you can do, it looks like magic to your ideal audience, to those who don't have your skill set. It's like when a mechanic fixes my car. It looks like magic to me because it's just not a skill I possess. And the same is true when you match up your genius zone with a specific group of clients and buyers who will value the transformations that you deliver. Now, discovering and living in your genius zone is a process that anyone can master, although you will need at least a small dose of courage to experiment. And courage is a whole lot easier to tap into when you're surrounded by others that are going through the same process. So I decided to put together a five-day Genius Zone Time Challenge for those of you who are ready to direct your energy to your Genius Zone. It starts next Monday, January 8th, and runs through Friday, January 12th. Every day for five days, I'll send you one short video and one homework exercise. Then you'll pop into our Slack space to share your homework, your questions, or your ahas with me and your fellow participants. I'll be there every day to help ensure that the lessons stick and you're making progress. And I'll be leaving the Slack space open through the end of the month so you have a place to test and share how your genius zone keeps unfolding as you build this awareness. By the time you're done, you'll have built some clear boundaries around your genius zone. You'll know which triggers, plus and minus, to pay attention to, and you'll have revamped your calendar so you're actually excited to open it again. I've included a link in the show notes so you can check it out. 
In the meantime, just start doing one thing on the regular. Notice when you're happily ensconced in work and time simply flies. What were you doing? Where were you doing it? With whom? Once you start asking yourself these questions and paying close attention to the answers, you'll start defining the edges of your genius zone. So check out the challenge and sign up if you want to start 2024 operating at your highest, clearest frequency, doing what no one else can replicate. Okay, so that's it for this episode. I hope you'll join us next time for Soloist Women. Bye-bye.